And we're back. Another episode of Talking Maiden. The podcast of the beast. Um, how you doing, Nesbitt? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing fantastic. So today we're going to get into guitar solos. Yep. So we're going to break down some really cool ones. Yeah. Uh, so I just picked a bunch that uh, I think are pretty cool. And that some of them are kind of overlooked. Some of them are just like, they're not overlooked at all, but they're just awesome. I don't know. They're not in any order or anything. I just picked some. Yeah, this could be a new segment for us, just a bit of, bit of fun from now and then breaking down solos. And there's, you know, quite a variation in style uh, across the tenure maiden and, of course, all the different uh, guitarists and their different yep. solo structures. So we'll break those down today. Um, we'll also, we also got a beer, of course. Yep. And we got a little bit of news to start off first. What do you got for news? I've got, uh, I, well, you know, it seems to be with the tour and stuff, some, some you know, rips and drabs, I guess, of news yep. now and then. The tour's but, going along steady. No changes to the set list. Nothing yet, eh? Yeah, not so much to report. Actually, I've listened to a full uh, the full bootleg that you got. That was yeah, Sweden, it was right? the bootleg of one of the Sweden shows, a full yeah. concert bootleg, and the sound quality on it is awesome. It's Actually, really great. I've been having a bit of a dilemma about that because I've got my uh, studio version of the playlist, then I've got the live for all of the versions. I think the only one I don't have that's live album recorded for some reason is I think Fear of the Derek. But actually, I got that one now on a bootleg that I'll put in. I don't know why I don't have that one. Come to think of it. But I've had the live, and then I have the studio version. I've shared them with you. And now I have the Swedish one. And I almost feel like it's cheating listening to the bootleg. Yeah, I kind of know what you mean, because yeah. there's all these YouTube videos on. And I've been kind of like watching a bit of the YouTube videos, but I don't really want to be watching... like I don't like seeing the transitions between the songs and stuff, because I kind of still want some of it to be new when we see it. See it. But yeah. It's going to be hard 50-something days before our trip to Sea Maiden. Yeah, and he he does some different stuff when he does the different um, when he does it in different places. Like remember in Montreal with his fantastic French. Yeah, um, we're not gonna you know uh, in Sweden now he's not gonna be speaking Swedish, but um, yeah, the transitions do change a little bit, but it still feels like maybe you're you know it goes back to that whole debate we had previously, which is wouldn't you love to be surprised? Now we're actually listening to a version of the concert we didn't go to. It's kind of I don't know, but then if I'm listening to the live compilation I've made, yeah, I know. You know yeah, I want to go through now and remember which one I've got missing. But um, yeah, so a piece that came out of the the tour information that I found really interesting was Nico put out a um, video on YouTube of his drum kit. Right, he gave a rundown of his drum kit, his new one mm. for this uh, tour. Yeah, with the black symbols, which look really cool. That was deadly, yeah. and all of the uh, all of the drums were more or less mirrored after the the stained glass, the, the stained glass, right. right? Yeah. So the of course the whole uh, imagery that's used in the tour is everywhere. Um, yeah. Looks really cool. I love the peace of mind, Eddie, on it. Yeah, that's really mm. cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get that T-shirt with the stained glass. Yeah, he did one uh, for Book of Souls too, didn't he? He did this like gold drum set. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was really awesome. Yeah. So I guess he gets a new kit every tour. Yeah, I guess he's sponsored yeah. and he gets a kit. But he gave a rundown of his Book of Souls one, too, last year. I can't yeah. remember if it was a YouTube thing or if I saw it in print somewhere. Yeah. No, I watched a video of the yeah. Book of Souls. Yeah. I think it's uh, his cool drum set, though. Uh, on Nico, as well, another uh, an interview early June um, when he was in Finland. He conducted a quick interview. And he more or less said, um, we got a lot of production, more so than nor we normally have. When I say production, I mean lots of effects, lots of special staging, uh, so on, and, and reference a video game. And then he essentially goes on and he carries on and he basically says, they're, they're worried about the quality. And if they ever became a parody of ourselves, then we'd, it'd be time to hang it up. 
which means that that's in their mind, which to me, the, the biggest concern is, is that means that maybe in some ways they, they, they start to think that their days are numbered, but also like they're so far from a parody that it's almost a laughable comment in my mind. What do you think? Yeah. Well, if you listen to any of the clips from this tour, they sound better than ever. I know. They just sound amazing. So I don't think we have to worry about that. But I know what they're saying because, like, you could very easily try to make up for lack of performance with all this, you know, stage sets and that kind of stuff. Costume changes. Yeah. And, like, at what point does that get over the top? You know, it's hard for Maiden because I've always had the walk-on 80s and all that stuff. So to have a big inflatable Spitfire... Is not that big of a step up when they have an inflatable beast. You know what I mean? It's- yeah. I, I, I also think maybe it's, you know, they're older now and they, you know, everybody loves them and they're afraid maybe they, you know, that old man in the club that, that everybody loves and doesn't want to tell them they shouldn't be there anymore. Yeah. And they're just afraid, will they get an honest answer? But from my perspective, they're, like you said, they're as good as ever. And I, I can't think of any bits of them that is diminishing in terms of musical quality, but also the production baseline has kept improving. Because yeah. Well, the other thing is they're constantly putting out new albums and touring new albums. If you look at a lot of bands from back then, from the same era, that are still touring, mm. they're touring their old catalogs. It's kind of like a nostalgia thing, and they're filling these little clubs. Or they're bundling like three or four of them together into like a festival thing and doing half a, half a hockey rink. Yeah. You know what I mean? I guess the, those bands were never at the, the size of Maiden, but still, you know what I'm saying? Like they're, Where they're constantly putting out new material it's like they're an active band they're not just like trying to tour as like a nostalgia thing yeah i'm really excited for their new album you know that they talk about that's going to come hopefully because really would mean two more tours because they put out a new album you know they're going to go through it and they'll do the full tour just like book of souls and that means that they won't they won't cap unless they do another full right so two a second leg of this tour in 2019 record an album and then 2020, 2021, and then 2022 might be the tour. Wow. Anyway, I don't talk about that. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. Let's not talk. We'll switch to a full-on Night Demon podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, one more piece. The amount of YouTube clips, uh, bootlegs that are coming out uh, is, you know, in some ways awesome. But in other ways, you know, you, you sent me a, a link there. From a guy who was at, I'm not sure what show it was. I think it was Sweden as well, wasn't it? Um, I can't remember. Anyway, he shot the whole concert on his phone. I know. And I sent it to you and I was like, hey, this is kind of cool, I think, because yeah. he hears a whole concert. But I'm like picturing this guy staring at the screen of his phone, like recording this whole concert on his phone the whole time. I'm like, yeah. can you not like live your life now instead of like trying to record it to enjoy later? <laughs> like you're at a maiden concert. Well, when we were, the last time we saw them, there was that guy next to us. Remember, I kept leaning over and cursing, trying (laughs) to ruin his recording. I mean, not only that, he had, like, the phone up, so it was, like, a foot and a half. It was in my periphery. It was glowing. Yeah, it was really driving me nuts. And he recorded, because at first we were, like, always recording a few videos or whatever, but it went on and on. He recorded almost every song on his phone. Yeah. Now, to be honest with you, I didn't really notice it that much, because I was was rocking out. It's not that it annoys me. It's just that, like, I don't know. It's just like, why Why did you get a ticket? Why didn't you just like... Yeah, just rock out and enjoy yourself. Yeah. And then, I don't know. <laughs> Ugh. Anyway, it was funny because we were worried about that with Greg. When we were getting the live tweets, we didn't want to throw him off a show. Now, obviously, he's seen them so many times. And then we realized, and, yeah. <laughs> and not only that, he knew everything perfectly. He just fired off one second tweet and then rocked right out. So yeah. it worked perfect. But yeah, to be recording it all, I think is kind of a bit of a... It's a funny one because bootleg quality is never going to be like as good as the live chapter. 
I don't know. That bootleg from this last show is the quality of it's amazing. It's, it's like amazing. The, one of the best bootlegs I've ever heard. I flicked through it a bit. I didn't really want to watch all of it because again, yeah, listening is different too. Yeah, than no, I'm talking about the the, rec- the the audio. Oh, the audio yeah. from the Sweden concert. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's it's perfect. Yeah. It's like HD almost. Yeah, it almost sounds like a soundboard recording. All right, I'm gonna get into a beer today. For once, for once, Nesbit. Oh, by the way, didn't we put the beer list up on the website? We did. So if you go to, we had a few requests uh, through email of people who are wondering if we we're going to put a list of the beers that we drink on the podcast. So now if you go to TalkingMaiden.com, there's a beer list page and has a list of all of the beers that we've drank on the podcast. I went through and listened to the, all the, the first, you know, 10 minutes of every podcast and figured out what beers we drank. And there's links to like descriptions and pictures and stuff. Oh, cool. So, yeah. So uh, this one now that we're about to... Yeah, this one's called a Maritime Bitter, 5%. It's a Yellow Belly, that brewery that's here. But this ale is brewed exclusively with New Brunswick Pale Ale Malt, which we then add uh, generous amounts of nougat and citra um, hops to the to the kettle and later to the fermenter for dry hopping. Do not spend your time worrying about those wasted beers. All right. So another Yellow Belly beer, I'll add this one to the, uh, by the time this podcast comes online, you can go to TalkingMaiden.com and click on the beer list and read all about it. It'll be on there. Here we go. Oh, man. People have also been requesting that we uh, talk more about the beers that we're drinking. Really? Yeah, they're like, you just kind of open them and... Yeah, well, we've done that a few times. Yeah, a few times. We just kind of free flow it. Yeah. This this beer podcast has a serious Maiden problem. (laughs) Did it? Wah, wah, wah. This beer smells awesome. Oh wow, that's pretty good. That is a great bitter. Mm-hmm. Really foamy though. Yeah, I'm getting it in my mustache. It's <laughs> ridiculous. One oh. thing about Yellow Belly is, I always say they should. I don't know. They could use some work on their labels. They could. The labels are sloppy, but the bottles are amazing. Yeah, the bottles are awesome, and the beers are awesome. God, but the graphic design on the on the bottles, I'm always like, uh, well. There. Is that enough, enough description? Is that, is that enough description? Is that enough description for you guys? <laughs> get an email. Too much description. Actually, the emails have been coming in steady. Yeah, we've been getting a lot. Yeah, man, you you got to be a rare listener to get a reply from me. Yeah. Although I've written a few back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One guy there. emailed you asking you about the Leafs. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought that was, that was awesome. the one that you chose to write like a big, long, long email back to. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, and <laughs> that's funny. But you know, I've really been enjoying the uh, the Bruce solo stuff. Right, yeah. Tattoo Millionaire. We've been doing prep for, yeah. as well as the soundtrack for yeah. his documentary. Yeah, June 29th, oh, the uh, Scream for Me Sarajevo mm. documentary comes out, and the soundtrack to the documentary, which I think we talked about last podcast. Yeah, and we're gonna make sure that we have a review ready. Yeah, man, I love God's War. That's such a yeah. The vocals track. in that song are crazy. Oh, it's unreal. Yeah. There's so many good vocals. I think they picked a lot of songs that really highlight Bruce's. I mean, it is his. Yeah. Documentary, right? We're not, not going to play an instrumental. Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine? Yeah. No, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I've been listening to it steady, to be honest. Uh, in the during the underrated, where you did a fair bit of Blaze stuff, I went back and I listened to um, Virtual Eleven. I've listened to it twice. Yep, I'm not. I, we, we we've got to do the review on it. Yeah, but you know, and I listened to No Prayer again a couple of times, and I, man, that album's really good. Yeah, there's a lot of yeah, there's a lot on there. There's some weak yeah. spots, and we can, we'll break that one down. Yeah. But Virtual Eleven is far harder to get into. Yeah, there's a, I have a lot of criticisms of Virtual Eleven, but all I will say about Virtual Eleven is people 
put it down and put it down and put it down. But it's not as bad as people say. And there's some really good songs on there. Oh, so nice. anyway, we'll get into that when we do the album. Let's get on the solos. And this beer, man, this is excellent. It is great. Yeah. Everyone out there is like, oh, talk more. It feels like I'm drinking. Um, we find out that tenth, a tenth of our listeners are just recovering alcoholics who want to hear beer being described. <laughs> There's no pure beer description podcast out there. So, best solos. What is a solo? Because, you know, obviously we, we all have an understanding of this, but do you consider it fully isolated guitar? What what level does it have to dominate for it to be considered a true solo? Okay, for this, yeah. for Maiden, yes. I consider it one guitar solo, even if more than one person plays it because most of their solos one guy will go into the solo another guy will pick up the solo and they keep going you know what i mean i call that a solo yeah um if it's just a repetitive riff like there's a lot of stuff on the x factor where there's just these instrumental parts i don't necessarily call that a solo it's just kind of instrumental you know what i mean yeah but uh i don't know i think we all know what a guitar solo is when we hear one yeah because yeah, I didn't know if I, you know, I didn't know if we were going to be sticky on the definitions, <laughs> like we never are. <laughs> but um, yeah, I I find that um, as as long as the guitar dominates, and there's so many competing solos and periods, and not only that, if you look at the live, because I I went through like a lot of live shots to see who's picked up different solos because over time, yeah, they changed um, a lot changed. of them. Yeah. But in a lot of them, like uh, Harris is going nuts as well, right? Oh yeah. All right. So uh, what makes a good guitar solo? Do you think? Um, for me, I have to like the song, and then it tends to be... See, I don't have to... I have one on here in the song that I don't really like that much, but the guitar solo is awesome. <laughs> See, I say, okay, the solo has to fit the song. Yes. You know what I mean? And it has, to me, to be a good solo, it has to have a good melody. Like, it can't just be shredding. Like, you hear a lot of those, like, hair metal bands where they just... And a lot of the speed metal stuff where it's just, like, shredding. You know what I mean? They're running scales up and down. Yingwei Malmsteen... Who's that guy, uh, Michelangelo something? He's in that band Nitro. He's like the pinnacle of like the double neck guitar, guitar solo shredding. To me, that's not a good guitar solo. That's just showing off. Like that's like technically that's great, but like it's not very musical. So like basically the solo should like convey the kind of the emotion of the song. Yeah. You know, not no overplaying. If you overplay... I think it shows and takes away from the song. So it should enhance the song in some way. For me, the the best Maiden solos that I find are like, you know, I love the Bruce vocal. He's having a crazy vocal performance. It fits the, the song, you know, like there's a crescendo or, you know, and then he's kind of like killing the vocals. Then the guitar cuts in and then he cuts back in with the crazy vocals. I love that kind of, they do that a lot. Yeah. You know, with that uh, halfway, two thirds way song solo. But it's like, I find from... You know, the first fifth of the song, the end of that, like Bruce tends to dominate his vocals. I just, I, I love that, that, that it's not formulaic, but I just love the way that that is, you know, where just the vocals. Yeah, they come out of the solo and then they hit you yeah. with the chorus a couple times. <laughs> yeah, and it's always great too live because like, you know, Bruce is giving it and then like he finishes his vocal and he steps back and of course Adrian or Marie steps right up front. Yeah. And Yannick dances around and then, <laughs> and then, and then Bruce kind of goes back and starts pumping up the crowd. But, anyway. but to me, it, yeah, it has to be melodic, it has to be memorable. It has to fit the song. Like, okay, listen to Appetite for Destruction. Every single one of Slash's guitar solos fits the song perfect. Slash is one of the best guitar soloists that I can think of offhand just because every one of his songs, if I told you sing the solo to Sweet Child of Mine, you could do it. Yeah. They're memorable. 
That's great. And I mean, they don't have to be, they don't have to be technically amazing. Like, uh, you heard that song Cinnamon Girl by Neil Young? Yeah. He plays basically, he just hammers on like one note for most of the solo. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of other stuff going on, but like, if it's a song, it's a slow plotting song. And then when the solo comes in, he just like hits this one note. Yeah. And then goes into that like heavy part. And I don't know if it's perfect. And like Black Hole Sun, the solo, that song is such, has such a weird feeling. You know what I mean? A weird yeah. vibe to it. And when the solo comes in, it's just like really weird. And it fits yeah. perfect. I know. That's a, that's a funny album, you know? Um, oh, Super Black Unknown? Yeah. 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 And um, Fell on Black Days, I think was on yeah. that. It's my favorite track on that album. But, um, well, it's another one. It's a really simple guitar underneath. And when the solo comes in, yeah. it's just this little like re- pattern that he kind of repeats with this mm-hmm. little like hammer on like doodle doo 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 And yeah. it just fits the song perfect. So that's like a very simple solo, but it fits the song perfect. I'd say that's awesome. It's a good album. And even like a straight up rock song, like we mentioned Poison earlier. Like, you know, the song Fallen Angel? That's yeah. an awesome guitar solo. It fits perfect. It's just mm-hmm. a straight up rock solo in a rock song. Well, the technical piece, I go by sound because... Yeah. I don't know if one's like, you know, if you're using the, I don't know, whatever it is, you're like, oh, that part's really hard to do. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm actually judging it on, does it sound better or not? Yeah, well, that's all I did yeah. too. Yeah. And you can have really technical solos that are fast and you are shredding and it fits a song. Like, do you ever hear that song Painkiller by Judas Priest? No, I don't know. Anyone who's listened to this, listen to the song Painkiller. I'm sure you can find it on YouTube and listen to the guitar solo. The guitar solo is crazy, but the song is so crazy. The song is like super like medley mm-hmm. and then when the solo comes in it's just like it fits the song so you, you know what i mean yeah i got a priest uh playlist that i i don't know the names of the tracks but i play through it you know we've had this debate for yeah. the last year yeah. so i play through it and i find it's like song to song man priest can be awesome and then the next song i'm like ah. it's all blended and there's yeah. such a different sound oh my like, god they change their sound so much yeah. over the years yeah we got an email from someone asking us if we like the new judas priest firepower album yeah i saw that i wrote them back at the time when I got the email, I had heard the album maybe a dozen times. I listened to it a bunch this week again. It's yeah. a really strong album. I yeah. think you'd like it. Is that the, the one they released, what was it, last year or the year before or something? Uh, within the last year, I think. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I remember when you said the new album came out. We yep. actually talked about it on the podcast before. So speaking of what makes a good solo, I got yeah. a quote here from Adrian Smith. And he says, a little bit of melody, a little bit of flash, and it should be something memorable. Mm. That's pretty good. And I got one from Yannick. He says, it has to be something that enhances the song. It's not about me doing a solo. Not about now's my chance to shine. It's about making the band sound better. So he's, they're both kind of agreeing with what me and you were saying. Nice. Yeah. What did Dave Murray they asked him? He just smiled. He just smiled. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. The other thing we're going to talk about a bit is there's the three guitarist styles. Because a lot of times you listen to a Maiden song and you can instantly tell by like the tone of the guitar sometimes, but mostly by the style of playing, who's playing what part of the solo. You know what I mean? You go back, let's do it a few times. You usually pick out Dave Murray. He has that legato, like hammer-on, pull-off, like really fluid, a lot of hammer-ons and pull-offs and kind of bluesy sounding. Sometimes has a wah pedal in there. So he's, I find him and his tone is kind of unique. Adrian's. He does a lot of like tremolo pickings, a little a bit of tapping of here and yeah. here and there. His are very melodic, planned out solos. So a lot of times, they have good. They complement each other well because like Dave will do like an improvised thing that's like really fast. Adrian will come in with something a little simpler and just really melodic. He'll hit you with like something memorable. And Yannick's kind of all over the place. So if you hear something that's like really weird, that's usually Yannick. Yeah. <laughs> 
He's got a lot of range, I find. Yeah, he can kind of do the Dave Murray bluesy thing. He can kind of do the Adrian Melody thing. A lot of the time, it sounds like he's just doing something pretty crazy. And it sounds like he's about to, like, lose control. And then at the last second, he just, like, pulls it back in. You know what I mean? He gives it that kind of, like, unpredictable thing. So as a third guitarist, he fits right in between those two, which I think is pretty cool. So I have another quote here from Adrian. He's talking about, uh, he says, Yannick and Davey have a similar approach. It's a lot of hammer-ons and such, whereas I probably play less notes. I try to put more space in there. It's quite bluesy, actually. So the fact that I was both singing and playing guitar at the same time may have had a bearing on my style, being more rhythmic and more sparse. So, nice. so yeah, before he was in Maiden, he used to sing in Urchin a lot of the songs and play guitar. So he kind of has that... He each kind of approaches the guitar a little differently, I think. And he sounds very different. And it is sparse when you think about what he plays. like. Absolutely. So uh, why don't you start off with uh, one of your favorite guitar solos? Yeah, I guess like just solos of note. I mean, yeah, yeah. when I was trying to uh, pick through the solos, I was like, well, if we're going to do five, then I want to get, you know, one from each. And I want to get one from new and a couple from old. And I just grabbed like some random solos that I thought were cool. That's right. And then I started picking songs I like and tried to go to the solos, that, yeah. solos there. Also, I was as I was listening, I was writing down solos and making lists of solos that I liked. And that just got messy. And then my favorite solos I forgot to write down. And, <laughs> and anyway, so, so the first solo that I picked uh, from an album that I love, um, Matter, Life, and Death, Brighter Than a Thousand Suns, there's two solos. Uh, the first one is Adrian, which I think is a deadly solo. Nearly a minute. I'll play a clip of that in a second. And the second one, I also thought was an, an Adrian solo as well, but when I watched it live, I realized it's Yannick solo. And um, I just think both of them are deadly. But here, I'll start off. I'll play a clip of the uh, Adrian solo. Yeah, that's a, a really cool solo. It's very Adrian-y. It's, uh... The picking part he does there towards the end. I mean, how good is that? Yeah, the hammer-ons. Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, you know, I mean, wow. Yeah, not that song, like, uh, and you're going to play the second solo by Yannick, which I think is, uh, well, I'll, I'll talk about it. It's a little more low-key, um, relatively. Yeah. Like, it's yeah. not as intense as the Adrian one, but I think it's perfect. And you said at the beginning, the key thing is, is it fits in the song. And yeah. in between the two solos, Bruce has this amazing vocal range. Yeah. So here we go. Here's the Yannick part. first picking at the intro when i saw that i was like well these are adrian solos and then you know he switches yeah. it up and i went to live to see who was playing it and i went through a couple of concerts yeah. and i saw yannick was doing it although it's different sometimes on the album in live sometimes it, it can be yeah and they can switch it up but that is uh has a that remember i was saying that yannick has a really does some weird stuff sometimes yeah that has that really weird part in the middle with like the, the wavy like almost the like the whammy bar dives yeah. and stuff like 
Yeah. Yeah. So that's a good uh, example of a Yannick solo too. That's a deadly, deadly solo. And they both fit the song perfectly. I think these are yeah. good choices. Yeah. I'm back in love with A Matter of Life and Death. And I've also listened to, I, I've been listening to uh, Dance of Death, A Matter of Life and Death, and uh, Final Frontier. And I've got the three minute playlist for the, for the gym. Oh, yeah. And I've been loving it. I've really been loving it. Yeah, those later albums are great. Oh, they're awesome. That and, and with the tour, I've been listening to a lot of peace of mind. So I've been back to the studio albums like crazy after that. If there's one thing that people get out of this uh, podcast, I hope, it's that people that are just like 80s Maiden fans give the new stuff a chance and get yeah. into it because it's as good as the 80s stuff. That's right. It's great. Yeah. Oh, my God. In some ways, you know, there's I would say there's more variance between tracks on the old stuff than the new stuff. There's more stability across the albums. Ooh, that's a good angle to take is talk about which ones actually have more theme. But anyway, all right, what's your first uh, pick? So it's from one of my favorite Maiden songs. Yeah. I went straight to this. Uh, it's another Yannick solo. So The Talisman. Talisman is a song written by Yannick, solo by Yannick. <laughs> what are the odds? This is turning into the like Talisman. Oh, do you actually like uh, The I know. Talisman? Is this a track? <laughs> it's like every time it's like, we're doing a list of this. I know. What, what's next? I'll be like Flight of Icarus. <laughs> <laughs> the Talisman. The Talisman is great. There's like, it's a pretty unique solo for Maiden. There's a lot of really big bends in it, and they do these like harmonies on it, which kind of sounds very Adrian-ish. This is like Yannick at his best when it comes to like his weirdness of soloing. Yeah, that's a good example of a, a Yannick solo. It's a little bit weird. Yeah. But it's very cool. And if it's a Such song. a great track. Yeah, it's such a great track. And I got a live version of it here. When they do it live, it's very similar, but they like they don't do the first half of the solo. So this is from the in vivo video. Live, it's, it's pretty faithful to the album, but it's a little bit more improvised. But yeah, they leave a lot of that weird part at the beginning out where they're playing that they're playing that riff, and there's 
on the album there's like a weird solo over it and they just left that out in vivo is so good yeah, i can't wait to get to cover it i mean it's yeah i love it it's one of my favorites and as a matter of fact when i was listening through in prep for this i listened to some live chapter stuff and i'll talk about that a little later i like in vivo better yeah mm. i've got the two of the vinyl and in vivo i just listen to all the time partly my final frontier kick yeah yeah we'll do soon yeah god there's no time next up yeah what do you get next I wanted to pick a solo from the early years, okay. um, and I wanted to see it evolve as well. Okay. So I went back to Killers, and I and I wanted a Murray solo as well. Yeah. Because I think I look for me, Murray is the best. Um, you know, it's a whole debate, but uh, I love his solos, and I love Drifter, the solo from Drifter. So what I like about it is it's kind of evolved um, because I play. I'm going to play a live clip from 2005 after but let's hear the solo first from the studio album killers so much about that solo is also the transition after like you said because it's such a defining moment in the song yeah and um they played it in uh and i had a lot of trouble trying to find this clip because we didn't have a bootleg for it but they did he did the solo in uh, the eddie rips up the world tour in 2005 and i found a youtube clip from when they did it at uh Ulevi stadium in sweden yeah, i have a dvd of that back in yeah 9th of july you have the the dvd okay yeah. that explains where that um where that video came from so here's a live version. Just listen to how awesome this is. So what I love about it is if you actually listen to the technique, um, I find the live version is almost better. Yeah. The thing with Dave Murray is like he kind of has a idea for the sound and the mood that he wants to do. Yeah. And he has his style and he just kind of like improvises it. And so his solos sound a lot different a lot of times live, different take from take to take, from show to show. But they always sound really awesome. He's just a great guitar player. And he really like, yeah, he just has like a mood for the song. Yeah. He just hits it. Yeah, it's it's pretty awesome. The best thing too about that video is the solo face he's making. He's just like <laughs> I love Dave back Murray's and solo he's like faces. smiling. He looks yeah. like he's he looked like he's being pleasured. <laughs> but he's leaning right back and he's just doing the solo face. It's it's like his yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. No, he's such a good guitar player. He's deadly. So my next one, I think you're going to agree with this one. This is a perfect example of an Adrian solo. This is like pure Adrian. So it's from the song The Wicker Man. Based on an Adrian riff, the song is. Uh, it was the first song written after Adrian came back and Bruce Dickinson came back. So the, in the, re, the new reunion, first song they wrote. Um, this is an ex a perfect example of how the solo fits the song perfectly. <laughs>
episode, that's just a great Adrian solo. If you listen to Rock and Rio, he does the solo almost exactly the same as the album. He's really consistent with the solos because they're so planned out and melodic. So like, yeah, listen to In Vivo and compare it to Rock and Rio and compare it to the album. It's very similar. But uh, that's that's Adrian's thing, right? He has like these memorable solo, memorable solos. Actually, that is probably one where the solo like defines the song. Yeah, I love it. I love the thing with the hammer ons at, at the beginning. So what do you get next? Uh, I'm going. The next one is a back to back Murray Adrian solo. Okay. Um, seventh son of a seventh son. Oh man, here we go. Yeah, that's an awesome uh, guitar solo. It's awesome. Yeah, anyways. it's really it's really cool. It has that little instrumental part in the beginning. Seventh Son has, that whole album has some really great solos on it. That's I'm right. sure we could do an episode on just the guitar solos from Seventh Son. Oh my God, it's deadly for that. But uh, it's cool. And yeah, that was the Dave Murray part. So I would still count this as one guitar solo because even though there's a little bit instrumental part, it's still guitar. Yeah. And it just kind of flows all together. So this is, this. is You'll hear a lead in then Adrian kicks in. But that's a very fluid part at the end too where adrian's playing a lot kind of similar to dave murray in style a little bit towards the end those like runs that he's doing one thing about the seventh sun album and this song and these solos is a lot of times when you're listening to adrian and dave you can really pick out their guitar tones like you can pick out almost by their tone on the seventh sun album their tones are very similar and if you listen to parts like that where they do the back-to-back solos they sound, their guitars sound very similar. Not the style or what they're playing, but the sound, like the tone from their amps. Yeah, I mean... There's know. a lot of effects on their guitars there too, right? So my next track, this one is uh, one that people might not be that familiar with. This is by far the most unique guitar solo in the Maiden catalog. There's nothing else that sounds like this. It's Adrian again. Totally like prog rock solo out of Adrian. And... Uh, this is a song, it almost sounds like Rush, it's from Isle of Avalon. Like, name anything from the Maiden catalog that sounds even remotely like this.
So that, yeah, that sounds like a brush to oh. me. That's like total prog rock. It's completely unique for Maiden, and there's nothing that sounds like that. That's why I picked it. Yeah, the worst part is where that solo ends. He kicks in, and that's so awesome. I know. As soon as that died, I was like, no, 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 no. That's like every single Maiden oh, solo. It always, when it comes out, you just want to hear the rest of the song. But So that's a, a really unique one. So I picked that one. It's from a great song from a great album, too. Fantastic album. Yeah. All right. Next up, the... Um, the song that I, well, the, I wanted to go to a track that we've kind of been abuse, abusive on, um, an album with a great solo, and I wanted to try and get all three of them in there. So I went with uh, Dance of Death. I mean, we've been pretty hard on it. But uh, when, we, when we did Dance of Death, the one thing that I did say about that song, as much as we didn't like the song, the solo in it is pretty awesome. And we mentioned that in the episode, even though we, we did. were negative on that one song. We did say the solo was pretty awesome. Exactly. But the solo starts out um, with um, Adrian, and then about 30 seconds in, it kicks into Dave, and then it finishes with Yannick. So um, there's a little bit of a transition there. We'll, we'll kind of break it up. Yeah, or just play it all through. It's fine. But uh, it, yeah, it, this is a really good example of the three guitar guitarists like trading off, yeah. which is in the new era of Maiden. You get that every now and then. You get all three of them going in on a guitar solo. And it's pretty cool. Fantastic. So here's the kick So this is Adrian, Dave, and then Yannick. Man, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's amazing. Like, it shows off their three styles really well too. Yeah, actually, I really love Yannick's part at the end there. Yeah, it's really great. Yeah, yeah. and Dave Murray's part is really cool in the middle too. And and Adrian's, like I said, very melodic at the beginning of that solo. Uh, yeah, it's a great guitar solo. Yeah, I mean that's a good song. We beat up on the middle piece, but I mean I love that song. Yeah, I just think it's ruined by that when you're yeah. playing in your bed. You know what I mean? Because they kind of drop that like Irish rhythm and they go straight into a rock thing. Last one. You gonna pick one? So I've got a bunch here that I could pick from. I'm gonna just pick one last one. This one is I'm gonna catch like major heat. People are gonna be like, "What? What? It's gonna be a shocker." 
So everyone hates the song. Everyone makes fun of the song. Oh no. It what is I'm it? just talking about the solo, not the whole song. Oh god. Angel and the Gambler from oh, Virtual geez. Eleven. Okay. So here's okay, give everyone who's groaning right now listening to this. Okay. You can't leave it alone, can you? It's virtual <laughs> eleven. So I think well I think the massive keyboard presence at the beginning turned people off, right? Yeah. Buried inside the song, there's a really awesome solo that's very unique like i picked a unique one last time this one's unique for a different way it's the first half of it's dave and the second half is yannick the reason i picked this one is it doesn't sound like dave murray's normal solos if you told me that slash guest played on this track on the solo it sounds just like him so i picked it because it's very unique and it's a very cool solo and the second half is uh yannick and he's kind of doing that part that adrian usually does where like a melodic like counterpoint to dave's solo he just kind of repeats a melody and it sounds pretty cool. But like, uh, tell me that, that this doesn't sound like Slash. And it is, even if you don't like the song, which I agree, there's a, it's a decent song that's stretched out four minutes too long. But the solo in it is actually really good. Don't you think I'm a savior? So say what you want about the whole song or the album, but that guitar solo is pretty cool. It's yeah. very, and it is different. It does, it's like a really bluesy, like rock and roll solo from Dave. Yeah. It doesn't I, sound so metally. It sounds, I don't know. I like, I like the chorus of that song a lot. Too. Yeah, I like that song too. People, the blaze is really good in it. The honest. keyboards at the beginning are very off-putting yeah. when you're expecting right. Maiden and you're like, what is this? Yeah. If you can get past that, then you just have a song that's four minutes too long. <laughs> Because it goes on forever with the repetition of the course after. Now, there's a radio edit of the song that is a lot better. Oh, my God. It just keeps going. It goes and goes and goes. Yeah. On that note, though, I'm going to top up my beer. This Maritime Bitter, <laughs> which we have to circle back on. All right. Yeah, this is a really good beer. It's lovely. I've got it's a big not... stack of guitar solos here. Oh, man. There's there's so many. Um, you know, but We'll uh, do a future episode. Yeah, we can do a future episode. And you know what else? If uh, any listeners out there, there's a solo you want us to break down or feature, uh, send us an email and we'll uh, we'll, we'll put it in the hopper. Yep. Uh, perhaps. Or rip your take on it. <laughs> yeah, this beer is fantastic. And um, guitar solos, man. Maiden has three guitarists. Uh, the, the songs are built for guitar solos. Yeah. And, um, you know, they let them go with it. And, uh, and the three amazing. styles fit together great. So we'll wrap it up there, I guess. Yep. Talkingmaiden.com. Uh, get in touch with us. Follow us on Twitter. We're actually getting on Twitter. We're getting a bit active. Well, I guess we post a few tweets. Yeah. Now and then. Yeah. And if you have any questions or anything you want us to do, then feel free to send us an email. Up the irons, down the hops. Yeah.